Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Okay, friends, we have a request. We would love it if you would go to nominate us for Best Cannabis Podcast at the new International Cannabis Awards, which are going to be a black tie affair in Vegas this November, thrown by our friends over at the Fairchild. They are called the MJs. And we will put the link in our show notes and you can go and you can nominate a bunch of things, your favorite weed companies and activists and so on. But we really need your help to get to that red carpet. So please go nominate us as the best cannabis podcast. It's also in our link on our Instagram at weed and grub. You can go there. I think it's the very first thing. And I put it as the very first thing because I want to win best cannabis podcast. Look, we're the only <laughs> one on Growing Belushi. We're the only podcast who's ever been on a streaming service. If we're not voted as the best weed podcast, <laughs> name another one that's as good as ours. I'm sure you can. I'd you rather if like, you didn't. You sound like uh, your hero DJ Khaled over there. Well, we're going to get into him later because <laughs> we the best, baby. I think it's time for me to go hard with the shit I love. They said, they said we'd never be the best cannabis podcast. They doubted us and look at us now. We're on SNL. We we need your help though uh, because it is a write-in nomination. So please, uh, and thank you to everyone who has already done so because we've gotten word from some friends and family that you have uh, written our names in. Not enough. All right. What's next, Mike? I need more. Actually, it's all about you. It's, oh. all, about, it's all about some really great, great work you're doing. Yeah. So uh, if you haven't yet, you could check out the It's the Mayo for Me uh, t-shirts that are from Michael Walker Designed with 25% going to the Women's Reproductive Rights Assistance Project. Pre-orders are still open. We're going to keep them open for a few more days because they've been going so well. People are sh- like coming in and, and and buying up My Sandwich, My Choice and or Quit Projecting. Bitch, the designs are super cute and I'm really stoked to be able to um, make some money for that amazing Did you um, say where they can or where they can get the shirts yet? Yeah, they're on Shopify. The link is in my bio. We'll put the link in the show notes. The link, link, link is everywhere. Uh, but go to at It's The Mayo for me on Instagram and um, yeah, hit that link and, and check out those tees. They're really cute and like we said, the money is going, like we said, the money is going to a great cause. Uh, just covering production costs with a few dollars going to uh, the designer and then the rest is all going to go to um, women's reproductive rights organization. And if you've DM'd Mary Jane about these t-shirts and you haven't bought a t-shirt, maybe a good way to (laughs) say um, great job is to buy one of these t-shirts. You know, if you're listening, I would say buy a t-shirt, support a great cause, be a good person and, um, you know, maybe check your receipts first. And Thanks, Mike. Also, if you um, can't buy a t-shirt for any reason, because I know there are some folks who wrote in to say they'd love to support but they just can't right now because they don't have the funds, then it would be awesome if you could share the link and just get the word out there. Because um, again, it's like a tiny grassroots uh, campaign to to get these shirts out and made. And we, you know, spreading the word is equally good as actually buying a shirt. Absolutely. It's the mail for me on Instagram. And isn't there a, a gentleman with cancer who is doing the same thing, saying like corporations 
if you don't have money, corporations will give me money if you'll share and support by sending this out. Yeah, he's my favorite follow right now for someone who's raising money for a good cause. He's at the king of chemo everywhere. His name is Liam. He was diagnosed with a brain tumor, which is inoperable, and he's just been given like a few years to live, and he just finished a charity ride across the country to raise awareness for cancer funds, and certainly nowhere near that with these t-shirts, but same deal. Like He was saying, you know, if you can't uh, afford to donate, then just share, share and follow and like and get the word out. And then corporations will give him money. And he's at this point, I think he just got a huge donor to come on that's going to give him $10,000 a month for the next year. Massive. It's very cool. It's been really awesome to watch him grow. So um, (laughs) yeah, not on that level, but similar idea. If you can't donate, then sharing and liking and commenting is a a great way to, you know, help. Yeah. And it's not a contest between levels. Unlike the MJs, which I need you to vote for us, (laughs) this isn't a contest. This is just about helping change the world and making it a better place. It's about, yeah, some some T-shirts for some sandwiches about sexism and misogyny, which has just got me all head up all the time right now. I'm, you know, I'm I'm boiling hot right now about all of it. So um, I'm really excited about these shirts. Last plug. Um, besides follow us on YouTube and you can watch all of this there at Weed and Grub on YouTube at Mike and Mary Jane on TikTok at Weed and Grub on Instagram and then at Glazer Boohoo is my Instagram. Um, I need to put in all my June dates for stand up. I'm going to be in Phoenix. I'm going to be in Colorado. I think maybe. Oh, I don't want to say that yet and jinx it. Um, Mark <laughs> producer Mark and I are editing my special life rules. I'm taping for a place called Comedy Dynamics. It'll be on Amazon sometime in June. I don't know. Go to my Instagram at Glazer Boohoohoo. I've got a fuck ton of dates all over the country in June and uh, would love to smoke, hang and snack with all of you. Nice. Yeah, that's Um, how you do it. We got to be better at our plugs because we say what the thing is and then we don't even say where to go find it until the end of the plug. We've got to get our information out at the top. So then when (sighs) people are like, I don't know, we can repeat the place to find it at the beginning and the end and bookend it with the information we want people to have. Great. Yes. I need to get, like get less anxiety around self-promotion and plugs because that is truly like, you know, basically why would I do anything I do unless I were to promote it? But it's just hard for me. Like I'm, I'm not, I don't have it in my DNA to like make something and then be shameless uh, about self-promoting. Well, then you'll never make it on succession. Um, <laughs> Season two, oh, or no, what would that be? Season, season four. Four. They just finished with the, yeah, yeah. that crazy wrap up. Yeah. We'll get there too. I do actually have one other thing that I wanted to um, mention though, which is that the Oakland um, Hyphae, our friend Reggie over at Oakland Hyphae has the California Psychedelics Conference happening this weekend here in Los Angeles. Uh, we'll put all of that information in our show notes as well. They've got an incredible lineup with speakers, including Hamilton Morris of Pharmacopia fame and uh, Freeway Ricky Ross and an incredible uh, assortment of other friends from the psychedelics Is Mary going to be there? Mary Carrion will be there. Uh, lots of great people. And you and I are both going to be there um, in some capacity and we'll uh, have a great time. There's panel discussions on Saturday and Sunday. And it is downtown uh, South Anderson Street in Los Angeles. And we'll put all the all the information in our um, notes. Uh, tickets last time sold out like super quick. So yeah. hopefully there are still some ticks available by the time this drops. Nice. Um, and also don't skip all of these plugs at the beginning. We're a better podcast than Mark Maron's What the Fuck. And I know <laughs> all of you skip the first 15 minutes of Maron so that you can hear him talk to Rachel, Rachel, Rachel Weiss <laughs> 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 and not hear him talk about his cats. But I love the beginning of every Mark Maron podcast. 
podcast. So mm. don't skip our plugs, goddammit. We're trying to shout out things that we believe in and care about. Or skip them and just get to what you care about. You know, live your life. Don't 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 do what anyone else tells you to do. Sorry, I'm 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 all on Kendall Roy right now. I'm wow. I'm trying to cook with all cylinders and they're all burning out. Oh man, and I'm feeling super anxious. So I'm just like literally do whatever the fuck it is that you need to take care of yourself because you know if you try to please everyone else and keep everyone else happy and live up to what everyone else expects of you then that is a recipe for um a hamster wheel in your chest that just spins out of control oh are you living for other people right now no i'm not living for other people right now but i am feeling like stresses from several different places and it is conspiring to make me feel anxious right now understood Mm -hmm. well i'll be incredibly nice to you today and not please do thank you you got it mary jane i'm glad (laughs) to learn that i also um for all for everyone who's um following um uh shoulder gate is what oh. is what i'm calling it yeah is that okay to, is that a good name for it sure shoulder gate yeah um i went to my first i had my first uh, appointment with my with an orthopedist um an an old old man have you ever seen aladdin where there's the old man who's wearing the loose fitting toga and he he sells the diamond to he sells something to Aladdin. It turns out it's Jafar in disguise. Okay. Do you know that guy? Bald head, snaggle tooth, lazy eye. Maybe. Well, well that's what this orthopedist <laughs> looks like, and he's awesome. Yeah. And uh, you're looking at a guy who is on 600 milligrams of ibuprofen three times a day, a bunch of muscle relaxers at night that make me fall asleep for a solid eight hours to finally sleep, and folic acid every morning. Oh. Uh, he was like, you need more folic acid in your life. And honestly, my shoulder and neck feel so much better, and I think a lot of that is the um, inflammation in my neck and shoulder going down, the muscle relaxers relaxing the muscles. And hopefully, hopefully that will mean that my um, shoulder could possibly repair itself because I my brain thinks that that inflammation is keeping the tear separated and not giving it a chance to touch and heal itself. And so if that inflammation is going down and that muscle is relaxing, maybe my um, cells can start building bricks between Highly the tear. Highly likely. You know I believe what I mean? that that is probably the case. Have you tried any topicals? Have you put any weed balm on your shoulder? I honestly don't think they work. I think it's wow, nonsense. Wow, you're so wrong. I think it's nonsense. Absolutely not nonsense. 100% work. Go off, Mary Jane. We're about to get into your fellowship, so there. let me hear it. <laughs> I just have really, there's a company called Mary's Medicinals. They make transdermal patches and balms. They absolutely 100% work. Years ago, like pre-legalization when I was working uh, at High Times just like in a freelance capacity, I can't even remember why, but I got this like sample of stuff called Icy Pot sent to me in the mail that was, you know, like Icy Hot but with weed in it. And uh, I was running a half marathons at the time. It was back when I used to run before I broke my ankle. And uh, I used it after a marathon and it was the craziest experience because it worked as the sort of Icy Hot would to like sink into your muscles and set them on fire and freeze and, and bake them at the same time. Have you ever used Icy Hot? Absolutely. You know, that crazy feeling of like the menthol cooling with the like that. that That's why I don't use topicals is because like what I I already I love a Tiger Balm. I love an Icy Hot. They work so well. Well, and then the and then the cannabis helped. Like I just went into the most deep, beautiful sleep. I'll never forget that post marathon sleep where I like coated my legs in Icy Pot and then like drifted off to dreamland. It was great. I believe in topicals. I really do. I also believe in suppositories, which is something that maybe you haven't experienced. I uh... have we talked about this have you put weed up your butt trying to think no i've Mm. put other things up my butt but never weed Mm. yeah you've put molly up your butt right yeah the first time i did it it was suggested that i put it up there with (laughs) a thumb so it kicks in quicker well if i'm gonna do it i want to you gotta uh, like fuck the uh like if i if i'm gonna do something for the first time i want to do it as big as possible and then pull back from that so like with acid 
terrible experience the right. first time, but now I know to dial it back. With mushrooms, incredible experience the first time, and I don't really want to dial it back. I want to go even further. Mm -hmm. uh, Molly up the butt, would, would do again. Also, okay. very happy just taking it through the mouth. <laughs> don't great. need it to be a butt situation each time, don't necessarily but it was a great that. time. Okay. Um, I will try. I don't know if I'll try topicals. Right now, I'm in a place where I've been in so much pain and I haven't slept more than like two hours at a clip that... I'm, I'm, I've, I learned very early in my hockey career, if it ain't bro broke, don't fix it. Mm -hmm. So it was like, if I had, if some company sent me new goalie wheels that they wanted me to try for a game. Goalie wheels? Yeah, for like roller hockey. Oh, right, right, right. You know what I mean? Or yeah. like when I was playing ice, I would get a very specific ice sharpening on my blades that was like a little goalie, a little defense, because I don't want to get into it. It's very boring unless you know. But the point is, is I would always say thank you, but never use them mm. because I was already playing fucking great. So I don't want to try something new just because it's new. Sure. And that's how I feel about weed topicals right now on my shoulder and neck. Got I it. finally have pills that are helping me. Yeah. And I don't want to add anything to that at this moment because I'm so grateful that I'm headed in the right direction finally. You've got a tenuous grip on shoulder health and you don't Fucking want any, anything to like release your fingers from the from the ledge, right? Yeah, especially because the doctor <laughs> said, he was like, yo, I was like, don't talk to me like a doctor, talk to me like a person about this because whenever you How talk to a doctor- How did he respond to that? He appreciated it because that- He did? Yeah, because the, the code is I'm not going to sue you for- for what you're thinking right now. Right. And, you know, I'm not here for some malpractice bullshit. I'm here because I genuinely need help and I need to talk to you like a person and not a doctor. I'm just putting myself in his shoes. I can, like, I can't, I don't know how I would feel if I were doing my job and someone was like, don't do your job the way that you normally do your job. Do your job differently from me. Well, it's because uh, Joel Hadley hooked me up with his good friend David's dad, mm -hmm. who is a retired orthopedist. Mm. And he looked at my MRIs. Um, he, he's not my doctor. So he talked to me like a friend who could give me his lowdown. Right. And so I had all of his knowledge in the back of my head yeah. when talking to this doctor and I withheld all of that information until it was the right time for me to speak his language and his eyes perked up kind of like, Oh, this guy's, this guy knows a couple things that uh -huh. I was going to say to him. And now we're speaking at the same level. So I felt comfortable being like, all right, let's throw all that bullshit away and talk surgery. What are we looking at? Okay. And he was like, as a person, he was like, as a doctor, I would say, let's see, because I don't want to put something in your head. As a not doctor, 75% surgery, 25% not is what I'm leaning towards. As a not doctor. <laughs> as not. And I was like, well, fuck, man. You wow. know, let's go with cortisone shots first. I don't want... Yeah, I don't, I don't want some kind of scope in my shoulder at like at at any time, but let alone when Ever. I'm not in my like 80s or something. You right, know what I mean? Right, yeah. Like I still haven't dunked a basketball yet and I'm close. So if I'm going to hang from that rim, I got to make sure that my shoulder is in peak condition. Man, you showed me some highlights from that basketball game between the Celtics and the Heat the other night. And that was like, yeah, you you got, you got want to get there. Fuck yeah, I do. Except that the Heat did not deserve to win that game. They didn't deserve. That comeback was incredible. What do you mean? They were so close. I know, but they were down the whole game. at the light. Exactly. But they were down the whole game by like nine, by 11. They were down the whole game. And I don't think you deserve to win in the playoffs <gasps> when you're Mike, down like that. You absolutely do. There's nothing like a comeback story. What are you talking about? You're I just guess, saying stuff. No, I'm not. That's I crazy. I truly believe like that game was. There is nothing like coming behind from behind to win. <laughs> didn't <laughs> didn't the Blues come from behind to win the fucking Stanley Cup? 
Weren't they down a bunch of games and then they came back? I only remember them winning the Stanley Cup. Mm. I can't remember anything after that. Of course you can't. (laughs) Of course you can't. I'm drawing a blank (laughs) as to how that series went until they won the Cup. I really can't. I'm going into my mind palace and I just can't remember what that series was. I'm sure that you have several wins that you celebrated (laughs) where you came from behind. I really can't remember for the life of me. (laughs) Well, anyway, I'm glad your shoulder's feeling better and I look forward to the day that you can dunk a basketball and hang off the rim. I will. I will. I will. I can't wait. Oh, I mean, really what I should have done when you were talking about weed topicals uh-huh. was segue into the High Times Cannabis Cup judging. That would have oh, been yeah. a good segue. Do we have a little pick to throw up on Kaboom. the Petty Cash Studios uh, LCD sound system screen support meow meow here? We are also live on Twitch if anyone ever wants to tune in and hang out with us when we record on Mondays here with producer Mark at the studio. We have a Twitch stream now and um, also you can go and look at our mugs on YouTube if you're uh, into the video component. Um, So yeah, here we go. Oh, what up, Mary Jane? Hi, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were going right into Cannabis Cup and I forgot about the intro. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Sure. So, um, so I wouldn't go on Twitch. (laughs) (laughs) We just blew this. (laughs) We're going to start all over again. God damn it. All right. Take two. All right. So the MJ Awards. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Great. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Culture. Cooking. Calling shit out. And um, a cornucopia of various subjects that we just feel like fucking talking about today. Yeah, and I feel like this is a record for getting to the intro. We are oh my officially God. 17 minutes Whoa. in before we before started. Edits. <laughs> well, look, we are judging the High Times Cannabis Cup. Uh, the SoCal um, Cannabis Cup is open right now. Mike is holding his kit up so you can see the beautiful... I'm doing indica flower. Oh, you're doing indica? I'm doing sativa. I'm so stoked. You can get your own Cannabis Cup judging kit too. Um, I think it's at HighTimesCA.com. And there's a ton of um, areas to choose from, concentrates, vapes, sativa, indica, hybrid, edibles. There's also one in Michigan happening right now as well. If you don't happen to be in California, you can um, check out the Cannabis Cup that's happening in Michigan. So it's really changed from when I used to work at High Times because at that time it was, um, you know, the judging was not open to the public. And you were hand-selected by the staff at High Times. More often than not, it was like uh, the same judges that they would return to over and over again were like trusted people who would be able to like give up a week of their lives to truly like fly somewhere and like sit down and judge, you know, all of the different samples. And it was a really interesting and crazy time. And it's evolved now. They are actually, uh, it's open to the public. You can buy your kit and you get a um, Cannabis Cup Judge access pass that then gets you into this portal where you get to basically see what it's like to be that judge. You get to um, get your kit with all of the different samples. I'm going to actually open up one of mine here on pod today. Yeah, and, I got um, like 28 indica flowers yeah. to judge. How long do you have? Uh, two months. But I, I'm glad I have two months because if I have 28 and I only had a couple weeks, like I, that wouldn't allow each entry a fair shake at being the winner in my eyes because right. I would be smoking too many things on top of each other. And so now I really can like build a system that allows me to be sober for each entry uh-huh. and do a great job judging on like dry pulls, smell. It's like interesting that you say it. that though, because like I think that the the like the really accomplished judges can judge multiple strains in a sitting and do. And it's actually really cool to watch it happen because um 
they're not, you know, judging it just by how it smokes. They're also, you know, like all of the like aesthetics and like dry tokes and everything. But like then they are actually smoking them and they'll smoke multiple strains in a sitting. And it's it's very cool to watch. I agree with that, except that if I was in a barbecue competition mm -hmm. and I was and I was like doing ribs for the day, mm -hmm. I would never want to be the 10th rib entry because I feel like right around the three, four, five mark, if you've got a great rib, everything is going to be compared to that one. Mm -hmm. And so by the time you're at entry rib 10, nine of them you're comparing it to instead of face value on its own. So I genuinely feel if I'm like super high from three indica flower entries, the fourth one is going to be compared to all of those as opposed to letting it stand on its own. So that's why I would much rather separate it um, one or two a day, maybe three a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, uh, Sunday, throw a brunch in there. But because then I'm doing each one justice instead of stacking them on top because it's not just about like oh my tolerance is so high that you know i'm not that high for that long from each entry like yes cool great but also i want to give each one it's like width and breadth to do a great job and let it be its own thing well i'm gonna smoke all of mine at once because i'm leaving town in a couple of weeks so i've got to get through a bunch of strains real quick <laughs> yeah well i think that'll be cool then when we do judge to come back and check in uh, every so often and see how your judging went and yeah. see how my judging went because if we're going to do it two different ways it doesn't mean mine is wrong and yours is right um, no i mean there are definitely judges who are getting those kits and working their way through all the samples in a sitting i have no doubt yeah um well i've got sativa flower i'm gonna crack one here um this is gorgeous like off jump i'm really excited about this while you talk about it can you kind of describe your judging technique and process um yeah i, do, I don't want to actually talk about what i'm opening here because i don't want to like open one and then not talk about all the other samples on pod so i'm not going to totally. name the brand but um this smells gorgeous the flower is beautifully cured it's sticky as hell it's got beautiful orange hairs it's really piney and lovely um Ah, oh, so nice. And then, so the first thing you do is you look at it, you judge it on um, what we used to call bag appeal, just aesthetics. Okay. And then grind it up, give it a sniff, which I just did before we um, started. I ground some. And then um, you can roll it or like do do whatever it is that, you know, if you're using glass, you just grind it and put it up in your bowl and then give it a little dry toke. Taste it before you light it. Um, write down your notes on what that tastes like. and um, And then you smoke it. And that's it. And then what effect, what is your favorite, because you're doing sativas, mm -hmm. like my favorite effect for an indica. Oh, actually, disclaimer, disclaimer, mm -hmm. asterisk, disclaimer, asterisk. We dove into why indica, sativa, and hybrid is not true because <laughs> everything is a sativa and under that umbrella is where all things branch out, correct? Everything from hemp all the way up to the stickiest icky that's 33% THC, it's all cannabis sativa. It's all, so it's all in, one species, but then there are various forms that one species of plant can take. Okay. So is it fair to say, I just don't want us to go back on the education that we're trying to provide. Is it fair to say these indicas might all fall under that similar flower umbrella even though it is all under sativa like i'm trying to like what are you asking i'm not i uh, i'm trying to like not go back on the knowledge we were sharing before about how everything's a sativa and now we're sitting here judging sativa well, but you're thinking of it like sativa it means that sort of like buzzy euphoric energetic sort of haze type yes flower yes. which is what people think when they think sativa which is you know traditionally like that's got like the thinner longer leaves and it's sort of like uh you know like a thinner more spindly flower and all that 
that sort of stuff. If you're talking about everything being under the umbrella of the one species as cannabis sativa, it doesn't mean that everything is sort of that euphoric energetic type of flower. So that's where the sort of like the 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 miss nomer comes in it's just every everything is everything is cannabis yeah we just take the word sativa out because it gets confusing so everything is cannabis and then everything is sort of hybridized but these genetics are traditionally like the ones that are going to be in this sativa kit are going to be the ones that are sort of traditionally like a sativa dominant um genetic pool and they are going to be descended from the hazes you know, that sort of like the, the ones that you smoke that really sort of like do get your heart going and they're like very creative and, they, you know, they're great for like working out or writing tunes and not necessarily like sinking back into the couch like the ones that, with the genetics that you probably have are a lot more of the sort of cush, um, you know, like the the ones that are really great for the chill yeah. The, in the These should be all couch. labeled as like great to watch Maddie Matheson cooking. Right. <laughs> great to watch Chris Morocco reverse engineer a dish. Great, great to watch to the watch... finale of Succession. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. Like that's that's how I'm going to describe them in my notes for each strain is like, oh, this one I fell asleep before the end of the complex sneaker podcast. <laughs> Wouldn't recommend for an hour's worth of tuning in. This one is great for 15 minutes. Right. Of This this one would be great for um finishing painting my fucking hallway. Way, which I have yet to do, even though I taped it all off three days ago. Um, so yeah. Great. Okay. How was that? <laughs> Absolutely delicious. Would you like to try it? Yeah, I would. Very okay. tasty. I'm so glad to get into that with you because I was um I was feeling like I just want to be as accurate as possible in here and not go back on anything that yeah. we say unless we were wrong. But in this case, you're not wrong about um the the sativa umbrella because you got a hundred percent on your fellowship mary jane and <laughs> the, i just want to say congratulations <laughs> you. you were one of three people chosen to get this prestigious journalism fellowship this year Thanks. and you turned in your final and you checked your overall grade and you got a hundred percent look at that <laughs> look at that certificate cannabis plant biology if you're not watching the youtube go to the youtube because this is a fucking cool badge thank Mary Jane. you mike i was really excited to uh finish the course it was eight weeks of amazing seminars and uh really cool projects that all of the um people in the class turned in from, you know, cannabis in sports and cannabis for migraines or like to flush or not to flush was one that I thought was really cool where one guy did a whole um, research project on, you know, when to flush your plants and what it can actually do and how it affects the flower that you harvest. So it was a really neat time hanging out with people who had very different um, reasons for being there. But I was, you know, one of the three fellows with uh, my other two media fellows and we all got our certificate. And now I can put this in my um, LinkedIn profile, I guess, and say, you know, that I I've officially learned about cannabis plant biology from the University of Vermont. It was super cool. And um, yeah, I think I think what I th what I really learned, which I think I talked about last week, was there's so little that we truly know that's backed up by peer reviewed research. And so obviously, like the knowledge that the cultivators have, the people who actually grow this weed that we're smoking right now is like unparalleled anywhere in the world, like some of the best geneticists and cultivators are right here in California. And we get to smoke their weed and hang out with them and learn from them about all of the different like cool aspects of the cannabis that they grow. And they definitely would have a lot to say about sativa versus indica and hybrids and all that kind of stuff. Shout out Nima. Shout out Cannabiotics. Yeah. All all the amazing folks that we know who are really deep in the weed game. It's, it's so cool to watch them do what they do and do it really well. I think that... Um, what I was really excited about was that this university is offering this program to better educate uh, 
people in how to talk about cannabis responsibly and not just use like the sort of like weird anecdotal stories that have filtered down from what was the counterculture for a very long time and is now an industry and like a lot of those things haven't been backed up and a lot of companies are using um things that haven't been proven in order to sell products there was an interesting thing on twitter this week uh where Jimmy Devine mm -hmm. started going in and being like THC percentage doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And it was a long thread. And then Capetta hopped in and was like, I understand why you're saying it doesn't matter, but here's why it does matter. And the conversation between them going from, honestly, a lot of these fucking companies just being like, it's 94% THC. So it's uh, not only is it 80 bucks, but it's going to get you li 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 lit. And it's like, <laughs> well, no, like there's so much more to it than the THC. There percent. really is. And so it was a really interesting um, thread between them, not arguing, but both sharing different sides of the knowledge mm -hmm. that you're talking about, where it's like folklore doesn't have its place in this industry right now. Well, it, I, I, I would say that it does have its place and it should have its place and we should like always pay attention to the heads and the people who know. But like as a, as someone who writes about it for a living, I want to be um, backing it up with stuff that we can actually say, well, here, here was a, a data sample with, you know, research and uh, results. And, and so that was like the cool thing to really go back to school and kind of have my ass handed to me a little bit in uh, a very humbling way. And some of the seminars where like, I didn't even know which questions to ask. I was like, Oh, that's, that's really interesting. Like I've been steeped in a, one very particular sort of form of cannabis writing for a very long time. And so to now like broaden my scope and be like, okay, I'm going to go at this with a, a much more, um, scientific perspective is, uh, is great. I'm so I'm really happy about it. Were there things in this fellowship that you thought you were right about and then it turned out that the little bit of scientific research that has been done um, proves that you thought something was true, but it turns out that now you know more and know better than before? What are you asking? <laughs> Sorry, I'm, Sorry. Uh, I, this is why I don't like sativas. <laughs> they make me they make me anxious until like I the my metabolism works its way down from the high a little bit, and okay. then I'm in the pocket. But the first six to eight minutes of a sativa for me, mm -hmm. um, I don't like my bubble. I need to I need it to like shrink and go down to pocket size. So again. That you're saying like those yeah the 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 ones that's with why I did the, indicas you the. Know. So if we're not going to call it a sativa, mm -hmm. though, if we're going to just call it like a, a anxious wagon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, under the um, the umbrella of like the uh, the U UVM program, there's there's hemp and then there is drug type marijuana. That's actually how it's referred to. It's drug type cannabis. So this particular drug type cannabis, uh, the hybridized version of whatever it is that we just smoked, uh, has a euphoric buzzy effect that you don't particularly like because it makes you anxious. Yes. And then once I like metabolize it a bit or whatever, and I, I can get back into my happy stoned um, yes. kangaroo pouch. But until Where then- your brain's wearing like a little woolen hat. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But until then, yeah, I don't like how this feels right now. Oh, That's okay. why I went with Indica's. Indica's, like I go from like Indica couch, ha ha ha. But truly, I do enjoy that. And then once I go from that and I just like weather that lazy storm, I'm up and then I'm just high and I'm excited and I'm awake. So mm -hmm. it's the reverse of this where I'm a little bit lazy and then I have energy and I like being high and I go out and do my day. Mm -hmm. With this, I'm so anxious that I'm overthinking everything until I can go out and do my day. So I'd much rather Indica up than Sativa down. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. 
back to what I was asking, if I, I can have, say it clear. Yeah, I have no idea what you're there, asking. Were, was there knowledge that you thought you had and then that knowledge changed through the fellowship? Like yeah, you were absolutely. Like, yeah, you were like, oh, I was wrong about that because oh, that's sure. what the culture has been saying for years. And it turns out that scientific yeah. research was like said, no, not really. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. A lot of a lot of things that I thought like I had a very firm grasp on um were totally overthrown. <laughs> I know I'm putting <laughs> you on like, the spot for one, so maybe there isn't one that you can think of, but you just yeah. like learned so much in eight weeks and then did a and final. And each week was a different module, which was really mm. cool. So it was, yeah, like like one week you're holding sort of like policy in your brain and then the next week you're doing like plant biology and then the next week you're talking about like pharmacology. And yeah, it was really, really neat. I think where I had the most sort of um, biggest, like the biggest learning curve for me was kind of in the pharmacological um modules where we were really learning about how it works in the body and how it works in your brain, how it attaches to the CB1 and CB2 receptors, THC versus CBD, all of that kind of stuff. I really had like a massive, I just came actually here to Petty Cash and sat here kind of like by myself on a Sunday. Mark, let me um, come in because I couldn't, I couldn't work at home because Archie was just staring at me the whole time. And I was like, bro, I cannot get anything done with you just looking at me. So I had to come here and I just sat and worked my way through all the seminars and watched a couple of them twice because I was like, this is deeply, deeply informative in a way that I, I need to watch it and let it sort of like wash over me once. Mm -hmm. And then the second time it can sink in a little. Nice. And, you know, and then I can go over my notes and really sort of like understand it. But it's true. There's so much to learn about just how it works in our body and brain. And we know a lot because, you know, like Dr. Raphael Mashulam, who just recently died. Yes. Like the father of cannabis chemistry has been working on it since the 60s and of course all of the developments that he's discovered you know we have all of that research but there's also so much that we just don't know and we haven't had access to study because of the fucking united states government and other governments around the world making it so illegal that they will put people in prison for decades yeah so they can't but know about it, it but is it true that we are it it works with our endo system and yes. then like all you know creatures what I mean? have an endocannabinoid system too which yeah. is so interesting okay so the like i hope my broad strokes are still correct about how weed affects me and what 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 is happening to my body chemically sure like is all those broad strokes that i've always learned about true like it we have an endo system and it attaches to that and then the c1 and c2 receptors um it's all about like terps um nope. to get different effects through those receptors nope the the terpenes have nothing to do with your cb1 and cb2 receptors those are specifically just interacting with the cannabinoids which are the chemical compounds that are like oh, thc right. and cbd and that. cbn and cbg and delta 8 and delta yeah yeah that's the bridge i forgot those the bridge. are the cannabinoids and then the terpenes are just the aromatic compounds like linalool for instance which is also found in lavender or myrcene which is also found in hops and mangoes or pinene which is also found in pine and um that kind of stuff and they're, they're, salami they're the, mean salami yeah <laughs> gabagool meme <laughs> uh yeah so they're they're just the aromatic compounds i'm sure anyone listening has just totally tuned out because that was you know i don't know we've I... said it so many times on here but yeah the cannabinoids are the compounds that actually work with your endocannabinoid system and then the aromatic oils just like chamomile can have a calming effect or lavender can soothe they also work on you but they're not psychoactive 100% on but the it, fellowship. What? 100% on the fellowship. Oh, thanks, Mike. <laughs> 100%. They, I mean, the grade doesn't matter, but I was really stoked to, um, yeah, just like graduate in great company. Oh, I'm calling you out on that. I was proud. I was proud of it because I, um, like I got all my assignments done. I turned all my homework in and, and it was, it felt really good. So thank you. Yeah. The grade doesn't matter. Come on, Mary Jane. 
Um, you're telling we don't me. Need, wait, don't put me on the spot. On that's contributing to my anxiety hugely right now. Understood. <laughs> I wouldn't try any more whatever that was then. <laughs> it's delicious. You'll be shaking so hard that the shelves will fall uh, over. Sativa actually works for me or like this particular like energetic, euphoric, buzzy, creative strains mm -hmm. with a haze lineage. <laughs> Fuck yes. um, work for me because they. Um, like as as someone who does have anxiety, a lot of my anxiety um, manifests as feeling kind of stuck, and that's where my hamster wheel engages. And so this kind of flower will actually get me moving, get me outside, get me walking with the dog, get me cleaning under my bathroom sink. It motivates, and so it actually helps to alleviate my anxiety. Whereas less energetic, um, like with a Kush lineage, for instance, yeah, yeah. Uh, like your, you know, in your bag that says indigo yeah, on it. Yeah, because this keeps my hands. I don't even have a hamster wheel on this. Though those will definitely, yeah, like I'll have a great time. I, I, you know, I love smoking and just like kicking back and watching a movie or something. But that doesn't necessarily help to alleviate my anxiety in the same way. I find that like that sort of like creative snap will yeah. act, that gets me going is better for me. So I love this. This is this works great for me. Wow! But you quizzing me about my grade brings me right back into the. I'm not the quizzing wheel. you. I just I'm just <laughs> trying to push you to give yourself props. When Again, you it's the shameless self promotion. It makes me feel weird. Like when I say, and you got 100, percent and you say, yeah, but the grade doesn't matter. Fucking bullshit. That's some <laughs> fridge worthy stuff. Thanks, it's Mike. It's fridge worthy. And I'm not gonna sit here <laughs> with Mary Jane Gibson, who just got a hundred on her fellowship, and allow you to not acknowledge how dope that is. Thank you. I appreciate it. Fucking also, I'd like to skip ahead a bit and do the news because it ties into all of this where Great. we're talking about America. So do okay. you mind if I do the news? Not at all. And then we'll get to Top Chef. Perfect. A little bit of a foreshadowing for Top Chef in the future. But first I want to celebrate, um, where is our news story? I don't I know because right. I don't know what it is. Nope. That's, that's not that's that. the next one. Oh my God. It's uh, all going haywire, everyone. Mike is wandering his finger around one? like just a yeah crazy... Here we go. How about it? It's a little update from, I think, either last week's news or the week before's news. Oh, we lost track, but yes. Um, St. Okay. Paul, Minnesota. Governor Tim Waltz. I'm just looking at it on the back screen here. I know. I'm just pulling it up because I had Top <laughs> Chef up. Okay. But now I mixed it up. Well, I'll and read I it. Governor it. Tim Waltz is going to sign recreational cannabis into law this week. Tuesday at noon which is unfortunate for uh, them if they could hold off until one, because I'll be with my therapist, Peter, uh -huh. at that time. And I would really like to tune in to the legalization. So if they could push it back an hour for me and Peter, yeah, that give, would help me a lot. Give old Governor Waltz a shout. Maybe I'll tweet at it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I'm with my therapist talking about my dad, mom, brother, family, history, future, yeah. life, time, existence. Can you just hold up? <laughs> Can you just like chill for a bit? Hold up. <laughs> the really cool thing about this bill is that it's 300 pages, but it allows adults 21 and older to use records. Wait, what does that have to do with it? Well, I just like how nobody actually read it. <laughs> You know, just give me the broad strokes. Oh, are strokes. you kidding? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know you're I mean? not going to read it. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. But at that level, one of the jobs I have to assume of an assistant is to give me that 300-page bill in three sentences. Absolutely. Right? Give me the synopsis, for sure. Yeah. I have the team. And the only way I'm going to actually listen is if you're running after me while I'm going to lunch. And I'll hear you, but I've got other things on my mind as it well. It is so crazy, though. I have been reading bills of late, not to do with cannabis so much. I've been reading bills about, like, abortion a lot lately, mm -hmm. and also... um you know, just other stuff like women's rights and stuff. And it's it's crazy how fucking mind numbing they are to say one tiny thing. It is pages and pages and pages of crazy language. It's just wild. So sorry, yes. just to interject. Yes, 300 pages to be like, 
Weeds uh, wreck. Home, home, yeah, home <laughs> grows great. Buy it at legal dispensaries. Here's the taxes. People are coming, going to get their records expunged. Stop arresting people. Hey, every police officer, please don't arrest anyone. Well, great. that's the news story. <laughs> I think you kind of nailed it. You know, I don't think we needed the 200 words about it. By well, um, Home grows legal. Yes, Is home grows correct? legal. Okay. And they are going to expunge convictions? Yes. Great. That's truly it. You just distilled 300 pages into listen, a fantastic bill. Minneapolis and St. Paul are great cities. I love Minneapolis. Have you ever hung out in Minneapolis? I've never been to Minnesota. No, wait. I don't know that I've been to Minnesota. Oh, my God. I spent a summer hanging out in Minneapolis with my friend Nicole, and she was from Wyzetta, which is just outside Minneapolis, and she showed me the best time. We went to great theater. There was like a cool bowling alley that was also a bar. We went and saw a bunch of music. We did a show at the Minneapolis Fringe and, um, you know, got like crazy bad reviews, but still had a wonderful time because the Fringe was such an amazing fucking spectacle and uh yeah it's a great town so i can only imagine that now they're gonna have legal weed it's just everything's gonna be even better and the other part i want to point out from this bill is that it's supposed to actually happen come august mm -hmm. so i just also love that enough in my mind enough states have embraced either medicinal or recreational or both that minnesota can go from implementing a 300 page bill having it passed through the senate this tuesday it being signed in and come August, we're off to the races and cooking. And I'm really hoping that within that 300 pages is taking the best of what works from other states and putting them into what would make sense in Minnesota as its own legal state. Yeah. And so uh, I just have a lot of hope when something gets pushed through and then it actually starts happening very quickly. That's yeah. my favorite kind of thing to have happen. Not where it's like, um, you know, we're, we're looking into it still as Biden and Kamala and Schumer oh say, we're looking into it. Well, how long are you going to look into it, bitch? Yeah, they're just not going to legalize it. No, of course not. I feel, but I don't think, I mean, we don't need to get into this right now because I think we need to move on to some other more fun stuff. But I think that you and I have talked about this a fair bit on here that federal legalization is probably not the way to go right now. We don't actually know that federal legalization, in fact, we we do know that federal legalization probably would be more of a shit show than it has been at any state level, and that it would immediately open the market up to a bunch of sh fucking crazy corporations that we don't want to have a stake in the legal cannabis industry Yeah, um, from the outset, namely big alcohol and big tobacco. Right. Like it's, it's wild. So I'm okay with Biden and, you know, co dragging their heels on the federal legalization aspect but they do need to decriminalize that shit fucking immediately. Yes. Get everyone out of jail. What are you talking about? Like, stop it. That is the one thing that we can do. We can deschedule it, make it legal for research, and decriminalize it, but don't legalize it. Get people out of jail. Do the, do the work. Yeah. And then we'll talk. And then we'll talk. Cool. I don't mind that we're having like a full weed episode. It's been a long time it's since great. we've had a weed app. I because I was just reading Every and I, a weed app. I need to do more <laughs> research into it too, but I was just reading that all of the cannabis stocks are just tanking right mm -hmm. now. All cannabis is tanking, whether it's Tilray or no, uh, everything's I'm blanking, in it's crisis. all going down. But wouldn't that be the time if everything's this low? You buy low and you sell high, right? So this would be the time for federal legalization to happen. And then those stocks will skyrocket. You'll make a bunch of money. <laughs> and then you'll be able to put that money into your small business. Sure. 
Yo, succession, baby. I am out no way, here. Man. I'm shivin'. I'm Tommin. You I'm- just sound to me like that guy who's like, you know how you make a bunch of money? You buy a company for six million and you sell it for eight. Like, yeah. No, I don't think dude. you should buy a bunch of cannabis stocks when the industry is tanking, Mike. I don't think that is That's good when business you do advice. It. No, I don't think that is when you do it. You buy low, sell high. If you're a fucking like VC person or like a hedge, like a shark, but you're not that person i watch shark tank and i always think uh those margins aren't big enough for that sponge oh my god i'm saying okay i think that oh i think the bigger picture um silliness aside is that um the federal government is crushing cannabis in ways that is like not okay well just because and, of the fucking banking like it's, yeah, it's true exactly. it's the, the banking is a nightmare but um you know because it makes it absolutely impossible for small businesses to thrive they're paying like up to upward of 70 percent of the revenue and taxes it's and, insane and there's no safety in it either and in this minnesota bill there is like a 10 percent cannabis tax on top of all your standard taxes yeah of so course. and that 10 percent i mean if you're buying an 80 dollar eighth that's an $8 tax that yeah. we don't really know where that money is going at the end of the day. Like well, they, they say, will. it'll They'll, go to this and that. It's laid out but, in the bill, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. But for every pothole that's supposed to be fixed in St. Louis, there's two more potholes that are showing up that will swallow a car whole. So where's that money really going once those taxes are distributed, you in know? Saint, oh, sorry. You jumped states. You're yeah. talking about Well, Missouri. I'm just saying like all the states that are legal. I haven't yeah. seen much change in any infrastructure or heard or read any news stories about positive things. California's a goddamn things. disaster right exactly. now. Exactly. So where's that tax yeah. money going? is what i'm saying because like well also you know positive news doesn't really make the dent that negative news does but i would right. love to finally read those articles about oh california weed tax actually here's the positives about where that money went and those percentages doing better yeah and be i'm great. not reading those yet of course so. you're not it's, the whole system is broken everything is designed to go into the pockets of corporations and fat cats like there was a time when small businesses could thrive in america that time is gone it is now exclusively giant fucking corporations that can do well because they have the money to fucking like crush out all the rest of the business and scoop up what they want and it's uh yeah it doesn't f- doesn't work truth but and I will not name names on this, but I, I'm, I'm having my journal. I'm wearing my journalism hat today. Okay. I also know people who started slinging under bridges and on the street, made mm-hmm. a bunch of cash, or well respected in the game. Sure. They took all that cash. They took all that money. They took all their knowledge, and then flipped it to a legit corporation. And now that legit corporation is thriving because they came from the streets and then they put it out legally and they're doing great without having huge 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 corporate backing that most of these places do yes and they are anomalies and that is not the reality for most they're the jay-z's of the cannabis industry i guess yeah yeah i love that that makes me excited you don't no (laughs) i went to mendocino and i sat down in like fucking several different conversations with people who have lost everything they poured their entire lives into it. They're the children of people who poured their entire lives into it. They were promised five years by the architects of Prop 64 that they would have five years to come online before the big companies would be allowed to grow multi-acre operations. And they were fucked from day one. And that one acre cap was taken away before the law was even in effect in January of uh Whenever the fuck that was, 27, 2018. I'm not sure. I can't but... in my brain. I'm th- this is great weed. Um, but they, yeah, they were screwed. Imme- so it was 2016. Yeah, it was the January of 2018. Yeah. Uh, 
and they have lost everything. They've lost everything for their generations of people who have grown in the Emerald Triangle. And there are small businesses like here in LA. There was this amazing infused empanada company that I loved uh, right when I moved to LA. And they were like doing great under Prop 215. And when Prop 64 came in, it fucked them. They couldn't keep up with all the permitting and regulations and packaging requirements and infrastructure that they needed to have a commercial kitchen to produce these edibles and all that kind of stuff. It's crushed. That was the story for literally almost every weed brand that I loved when I moved to this state does not exist anymore. And there are lots of players who are doing great. And, you know, Fig Farms is one of the ones that I know, like, they came from nothing. I mean, they won the first Cannabis Cup, I think, with, like, they'd grown, they had, like, six pounds total of whatever the flower was that won. I remember that. Cup. That was, like, that's, it was still so a, amazing. that's still, like, a dynasty story. Like, oh that's a God. goat story that goes on. incredible. Yeah. And they're, like, so cool. And it's, like, great to see them thrive and flourish. It's wonderful. Like, there are people who are doing well those are the anomalies i'm talking about yeah, i'm not but they're not but it's not the norm sure yeah but i i like i don't know i would be it would be really cool with minnesota to um happen in august to like go there and see like what made its way either to minnesota yeah or what is minnesota weed look like the way i know there's a cannabis cup in michigan right now right 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 like yeah i think it's i that's the thing that i do miss out and miss here living where i do and not traveling enough mm. is going to Michigan and seeing like what the local weed looks like, what the local scene was looks like. my favorite like. was hanging out in Michigan at that cannabis cup that they would do there. It was so cool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, maybe putting it in the air, we can travel around a little more with the pod this year and, you know, go to some of the states that you and I haven't visited, like uh, Minnesota. Exactly. Like, I mean, look, let's I'm wearing my Stony Moose Ketchikan Alaska yeah. hoodie and it's because going to Alaska and <laughs> seeing what the podcast. local scene looked like is fucking what I live for. So That's right. absolutely. Putting it in the air. Let's do it. Um, what do you want to get Why to the next thing? You touch the screen in a very crazy way. What do I do? You sw you're swiping like a lunatic. Yeah. I'm a hard pusher. <laughs> Mary making Jane, me nuts. Sorry Every to, time you touch it, it looks like this. I know, but sorry to go back uh, like 12 episodes ago. <laughs> But did I not just send you my official Uber rating with oh a God. star breakdown? Yes. And did I not have a few too many one stars? <laughs> and then I had to admit to you, I think I'm a door slammer. I think I'm an aggressive finger iPad you, pusher. Yeah, it's crazy. You're I'm, touching this thing like it's like a, it's, I don't know. I'm an alpha man <laughs> who is strong with doors and screens. Who boy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it was funny to me that you wouldn't believe it when I was like, you have a heavy car arm. I've been in the car when you get out and you close the door. I know. And I've been like, is he upset with me? <laughs> no, you no. just have a, you have a, you have that. That's why your shoulders fucked up. Last week we thought we solved it because of it was the way you were pooping. This week I think it's because of your fucking weird car arm. That's why your shoulder is a mess, Mike. I have car arm. You have car arm, <laughs> which comes from hockey arm. I don't know. I just remember hearing years ago that uber and lyft drivers like would fuck you over on your rating if you slam the door so i'm always i close it like i'm tucking a child into bed i'm like mm -hmm. i know well look i have a 4.8 but i have a few too many one-star reviews you had my... 12 one-star reviews yeah well you said it and i know it's from Carm because i know you're very polite yep and you're not like puking in the back and i'm tipping tipping and you're tipping and you're never like on your fucking like speakerphone like if you're on a, and you're probably never even on your like you're not having a conversation you're like oh, quiet no. I know you're a good passenger. Thank you. So I know it's your car arm. <laughs> Thank you. And in this case, when I'm trying to change pictures for the iPad. It's crazy the way you touch this thing. I'm like, I want to take it away. From, I'm not going to because that would be like a weirdly aggressive thing to do. It'd be like, just give it to me. 
but I had to mention it because it's making me nuts. Well, where what would you like me to deftly I don't know. What are we, touch? Oh, we're going to touch, just touch the Top Chef picture. Just touch it. You don't have to like swirl around. Okay, there you go. Man. Mark's happy because this is his iPad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got the thumbs up. He's like, be careful with, be careful with the equipment, the electronics. Okay, look, Top Chef, Padma Lakshmi is a, like, I don't even know how to talk about her. She's an alien. I love her she so says- much she has any she has any she has the lineage of a god she I, is you know? yeah she does have the lineage of a god she's a god walking amongst us uh thank you so much for telling me to watch her last meal with uh, josh on mythical kitchen highly recommend to anyone if you are i mean it's just great it's a half hour conversation she's so cool and interesting and she talks for the last like 10 or 15 minutes about how she navigated grief and it's so fucking beautiful and i loved it so but that aside top chef well, or do you want to talk about we're down as well? Because I've just raved. <laughs> well, we're down to the finale. Yeah. It's been an incredible season. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have Peacock, watch it there. If um if you have not caught up and watched the most recent episode, which is the one before the finale, skip ahead from here because I want to talk spoilers because I'm so excited for the final four. Yeah, it's it's I think they got the right final four. Me too. Mm-hmm. It was a just fair game this year. Yeah. I love the one thing I love about Tom Colicchio season to season is he loves gamesmanship. He Ugh. loves strategy. He loves technique. He can taste something and be like, this tastes like they ran out of time. This tastes like they had to pivot You're at the so last right. second. It's brilliant. It is brilliant and it is also fair. They are true judges in the most judicial sense. Yeah. I love that. It's so right. They're not looking at who's going to make the best sort of makeup or anything. We need the straight male demographics to still tune into the final. We need the women 50 and over to tune into the final. We need non-binary gay kids to tune into the final. So even though maybe one of these chefs of that demographic isn't good enough we got to put him in the final but what and there's they did, none of that there isn't in the final but what they did do was they cast an incredibly uh, diverse array of people for the season so anyone yeah. could tune in and see themselves represented somewhere in their like initial batch of contestants the age range is amazing they're from all over the world the accents were crazy there were a couple of accents that you and i have had a really good time making fun of like, oh tom uh, our friend tom the german he, i went to clown school i went to clown school and it wasn't very funny oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> my favorite prank is when i open a door but then i close it before the other person goes oh my god oh, it's a big prank Tom, he's, uh, yeah, he's wild. Yeah. My favorite, favorite, favorite accent is Ali, who's from Jordan. And I just- You have a crush. I do. I, he makes me weak at the knees. He's so beautiful. He looks like, what did we say the other night? We were like, why the fuck would they put someone like Jake Gyllenhaal in the Prince of Persia when there's guys like this walking around? He's the most beautiful fucking Persian man I've ever seen. Keep going. It's I. I it His doesn't muscles. matter what, when we were watching that one, and they cut away to him wearing a wife beater in front of a sunlit window. I mean, you rewound it. You, I did. You I ran rewound. it back. <laughs> I did. I was like, look at him. It doesn't even matter what angle they catch him from. Front on side, he has no bad angles. His eyes are like the biggest, sort of dreamiest, like limpid brown pools with beautiful long dark lashes. He's got sexy fucking like chin jawline situation he's just beautiful strong and he's so i think deeply 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 kind and compassionate just based on the food that he's putting out he's mostly plant-based 
Um, oh my God, look at him. He's crazy to look at. Mark just pulled up some, I can't even look and talk at the same time. He's too hot. He, and his food is so, it feels like it just comes from this deep well of compassion. Like he wants to make the world a better place. And we, that's like the most overused fucking phrase is to make the world a better place. But in his case, I really feel it coming from him that he wants the, he wants peace in the Middle East. Yes. He wants people to understand that plant-based food is important and the way forward. He wants people to be ethical in their treatment of animals. The way he like talks to his castmates is so respectful. The way he talks to the women and the men, like he's, oh God, Podman, he should like have babies and then <laughs> those should just be president of every country. <laughs> Okay. Beautiful. They would beautiful. be the hottest, most ethical, beautiful, compassionate children with the best palate. Mm -hmm. Please, guys. Mark, can you time code that for a Do TikTok? A favor. That's the TikTok this <laughs> this week. You talking about uh, his beauty and then presidential oh running. God. Uh, okay, so we have Buddha. We have Sarah, who came from behind and has quickly, for me, become the fan favorite. She's she's my, I think she's mine too. I mean, obviously, like, I can wax poetic about Ali. Mm -hmm. Sarah is such a beast that she is pumped through this whole season because she's still breastfeeding and never mentions it. And if anyone listening knows what that is like, like the how impressive that is. I've been, I've had several friends who have like pumped and worked at the same time. And it's like, it's such a drag. It is so difficult and you have to do it so often and to find the time to do that. And like, you know, I'm sure she's done it like in closets and like in weird, well, I, I would hope that the producers would have provided her space to do it somewhere, but like. Either way, she's probably doing a quick fire with some sore titties. Gross, dude. But am I wrong? I don't know if it makes you sore. Oh, uh, I had never seen pumping until they showed it on this episode very briefly. Mm -hmm. I'd never seen what it looks like. It looks like it m would make your nipples sore. I Probably. I'm guessing. Maybe. Right? I can't imagine. Okay. Don't let me sit in this. I was trying to <laughs> add my own two sets. Come on, Mary Jane. What? I was like making it about this empowered woman and you're talking about her sore titties like she's some That's kind of like- That's what I'm saying. She was winning quick fires. Okay. With <laughs> where she was probably either full of milk or had just pumped- Either way, this muscle's going to get sore. Mark, can you timestamp this for a TikTok where Mike no, talks no, no, about no, no. her this being is a full of milk? for an edit. <laughs> <laughs> this is an edit timestamp. If you stamp. could just mark that for Mike <laughs> talking about a female contestant being full of milk. <laughs> There's no way for you to win this. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. She's amazing. And so we have And Ali yes, I'm sure her boobs hurt. Too late. Uh, so we have <laughs> Ali, Sarah, Buddha, mm -hmm. and... Why am I blanking? Gabri. And Gabri. Who has made us consistently crazy. Yeah. And he's like proven himself over and over and over again. And he's so thrilled about going to Paris. Uh, like I'm so excited for him to go because I think his food must be pretty freaking transcendent. Yes. You changed my mind while, after the last episode. You just said he's a great cook. He knows how to cook because all season he's been like wrapping himself in a blanket and he needs every woman on the show to taste it and tell him he's good. I was he like, yo, this dude has mothering. like deep mother issues yeah. where he's always like putting his head on one of the women's shoulders and needs them to and validate him. And they love him. him. You can see them responding to it. Like they're all, they are mothering him. It drives me fucking crazy. Right. As like a dude who's like, let them cook. Why do you need their attention during the challenge? You gotta but like he, do your thing because they're competing too and he needs them too much. But now you were like, damn, look at his food. It looks so good. And I was like, 
Yeah, no, he is a great cook. He's just been overshadowed in my mind by his like neediness. His nickname is El Gato because he had nine lives on this show. Yeah. Like, there were so many times when he would just like not get something on the plate or screw something. And even in his final challenge, he did this really amazing um, dish, the trompe l'oeil, which uh, he had an element that fucked up and it actually ended up working in favor of him like presenting a beautiful plate because it was this sort of like idea of like a sponge on a dirty dish and mm -hmm. his like cheese foam misfired or whatever. And he yeah. was like, oh no. And then he was like, well, I'm going to serve it anyway. And it worked. He's got a little magic around him. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Have really changed my thoughts. So we have two episodes left. Yep. Let's predict because the first episode will eliminate one person. Right. And then there will be three in the in the finale to compete for Top Chef. So who do you think is going home next Gabri. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I do too. I do too. It's either going to be Ali or Gabri. Yeah, I think one Sarah's of too seasoned will, and yeah. Buddha's too much of a machine. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a Buddhist era. And I, I think Ali, um, because he kind of blew it with the Trump Lloyd challenge and you can just see him like go into a dark place in his soul where I feel like he's not going to let that happen again. Yeah. You know, um, the interesting thing for me about all four of them that I'm just realizing now where I almost am, I, this is my biggest problem with Buddha. Let okay. me put it that way. Okay. Gabri, Sarah, and Ali, they all cook from their cultures. They all cook from, like, Sarah will have some banging weird fried chicken matzo ball soup shit. Yeah. Gabri will have some, like, mole that you've never heard of from this small place in Mexico that's incredible. Mm -hmm. um, Ali, quinoa, falafel, hummus, like, all of these things. Buddha, hummus. <laughs> Buddha is the only one who is so technique-driven that he can manipulate any ingredient into any recipe. And he has a vast Rolodex of cuisine from all over the world to pull from. Yeah. But I don't know much about his culture in his cooking. He's just an amazing cook. Well, his culture is really like kind of a mishmash, right? Because like he is dad... Uh was I can't remember where his dad was from, but he grew up in Australia. Right. And then he trained in England. Right. So his dad is um Mark, do you mind looking up where Buddha Lowe is from on Top Chef? I think his but his like his family raised him in Australia and then he trained in England and now he lives in New York. So when you say cooking from his culture, it's like I don't know how much uh he had like in his training from his actual family and from his heritage. He's an Australian chef. Um, yeah, so even his Wikipedia entry is like very much about all of the places he's trained all over the world. So I think like when you're talking about cooking from his culture, if it's from his Asian heritage, I don't know how much of it he would necessarily have trained in. Right. Right. Fascinating because uh, you make me think of a TikTok that I was showing you where that woman who's American had um, auditioned for some baking reality show mm -hmm. and they said, you are not going to be on the show, but if you would like to do recipe testing and recipe development for the show, mm -hmm. we'd love it. And they kept saying to her, cook from your heritage. Cook from your heritage. And she's like, well, I'm an American. So what does that mean about these moon pies that I'm making? Because I've never been over there. I've never had them there, but I'm cooking them. So does that mean, yeah. uh, like, what does that mean? And it gets very complicated very quickly. Yeah. And so I think in this case, um, what I'm saying, I, I, it it makes me realize that maybe that is it. I don't think I'm racist for saying that though. I don't. I like my my uh, yeah. You I know? don't know. It's a very tricky, interesting thing because um, I've had conversations with our friend Ali, who is uh, from a Filipino family, brought up in Alaska, very American, but also like you know speaks Tagalog with you know like grew up partly in the Philippines as well. And she has talked about like writing and having people say, you need to write more about the Filipino experience. And she's like, that's that's not my experience. And my experience is like, I'm a, 
a, a young creative living in LA. So I want to write about that stuff. And so she's like, we've had that conversation back and forth about what that's like, their expectations of her mm -hmm. versus what she's interested in doing. And I think that's an interesting question with Buddha too. It's like, what are your expectations of him with his family and his heritage versus what he's interested in as clearly like an international chef? I just, yeah. Just mastering cooking. Yeah. So to kind of circle back, because I'm figuring this out as we're talking about it, because this is the first time I've realized that he continues to win challenges. I think he just won four in a row. Yeah. Yet with that, um, nobody is saying, who are you? Nobody is saying, what's your identity right. with him? It, they're just saying, oh, this is just the best food here. Yep. And he's nailing it every single time. Yeah. And that's what that's where we are, hopefully globally, but that's also what this competition is about. Yeah. Is how good is that food on the plate? Exactly. Okay. And I think that's what, like, that's interestingly what limits Sarah is the heritage aspect of it because she's a Southern cook and she keeps, like, when she has to get out of her comfort zone, which was with the Trump Loy challenge, for instance. And she was like, that's just not my thing. Like, she really loves Southern food and she's so obviously so good at it. She's in the fucking final. But like, you know, being asked to cook kind of from your heritage can be something that I think limits you, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I, I, this is a true weed and grub app. The first <laughs> half was like all about weed and the second half is all, all about, about food. food. I fucking love it <laughs> so much because we get very time. spicy about weed. We get very spicy with each other. But when it comes to like ooey gooey foodie shit, like we're both just like... I love geek out. I love like hanging out, eating some takeout, smoking a joint, and watching Top Chef with you is my true happy place. So who do you have? We we've said Gabri's going to be eliminated, and I, I agree think, with you on that. Yeah. What about in the final? Who do we think is going to take it home at this point? I think you and I both think one, two, three. Buddha, Buddha. <laughs> hands down. Yeah, hands down. Yeah, he's the best cook there. Yeah, and also he like he's the most creative mm -hmm. and he understands every challenge like i believe that he has notebooks from s other seasons that he's watched oh, taking yeah. notes you know what i mean like a true fucking student of the game other, i think he watches game tape in a way oh, that the yeah. other chefs don't the other competitors definitely make jokes about him having like an entire folder on whatever it is this week's challenges yeah and then you say something like hey buddy you haven't won yet Dial it in. Let Stay the ego. Humble. Yeah. Stay humble. Because yeah. yes, you brought molds. Yes, you keep winning and everyone's poking fun at you. And in the back of your head, you're like, yeah, well, four in a row, bitch. So, <laughs> you know, well, it's make fun of whatever you want. I mean, remember when he and Gabri had to pair up? I don't remember what the challenge was. It wasn't Restaurant Wars. Maybe it was right after Restaurant Wars. It was Wellington. Wellington. And he just immediately was like, this is this is the game plan. And Gabri immediately was like, yes, chef. Yep. And it was just, and it was smart because they won. Yes. And but, <laughs> again, to go to yeah. that limitation of heritage, Gabri was out of his element and knew to win this, I'm going to take a back seat to this man who knows Wellington. He yep. cooked at Gordon Ramsay's restaurant. This is How a driver. I, this is a driver. Yeah. Fucking props. Props to Gabri. Yeah. Fucking smart gameplay. He, I, I've really, yeah, he's won me over. So awesome. Same. Fucking nice. Well, two more apps for the the first elimination in uh, Paris and then the final. So yeah. we'll uh, because chat about those. With Buddha too, time management is never his issue. Never. And and like down to the microsecond. It's wild. So it really will come down to him not winning. I don't think he self-destructs at this time. He's too much of a winner. I don't think there's a world in which he doesn't win. Unless I it's truly a, would put money on it. If it's an equipment it. failure or something, Not maybe. You don't think so? No. It's just a fucking... There's no way he can't win. Right. Right. It's done for me. If he doesn't win, I would be fucking gobsmacked. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I hope if he doesn't, 
I hope it's Ali. Yeah, well, I hope it's Sarah. Oh. All right. Well, we'll be back uh, with updates uh, to chat with all of you about the next two episodes when they happen. Absolutely. We got to wrap. Yeah, let's do Buzz of the Week. Okay. Um, I'm going to go first, if that's okay. Absolutely. Let's see how you get to that picture. Like a lunatic. Like a lunatic. He touched everybody watching. Mike touched the screen yet again like a lunatic. (laughs) All right. While I pull up my bud, you touch it. (laughs) Here. Oh, because that works. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. My butt of the week this week is uh, Samson Crouppen. Yeah. At Samson's Crouppen. I'm doing a taping, doing 15 minutes of stand-up for Comedy Dynamics. It's through Samson's uh, live talk show. He's got, I think this is season three of it. So I'm stoked to be a part of something that keeps on cooking. It'll be on Amazon sometime. I don't know. All I'm focusing on is killing it at the taping. Uh, He's my bud this week. If you are in LA and you want to come to the taping this Saturday, go to at Samson Crouppen, C-R-O-U-P-P-E-N. Also, as always, in the show notes. And uh, he'll hit you up with the info. I think it's free and the address, but I haven't looked up either because I'm still working on my set and I don't want to, I'll figure it out on Saturday. You know what I mean? Okay. But that's my butt of the week, Samson. We can go and look at your socials or at his socials to see all the details. Okay. Yeah, his socials. I I need to update everything for June. So go to Samson's socials and he's my bud. And get your shit updated, Mike. Yes. People want to know. Yes. Um, my butt of the week is our friend Eric, Eric Hagen. He's at EJ Hagen on Instagram and he has the hottest hair content online. He does balayage, which is the painting of hair, which I've learned about exclusively through watching his, I mean, it's just like so soothing. You can just go and watch him like do camera reveals of like the hottest people on the planet with the most gorgeous hair. He's also though, just a stellar human being and friend. And I went to hang out with him in Topanga because he is house sitting in Topanga right now. And we had this magical afternoon where Natalie and Ruby came, our friend Natalie with her little girl, Ruby. And we just like wandered around this beautiful, magical property and had such a nice, relaxing day. And it was just such a good reminder of like, you know, time well spent with good people is all the medicine you need sometimes. So nice. Eric is uh, just a magical human and uh, he's my butt of the week. Nice. Okay, yeah. Well, we have another episode to record. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Again, go to the High Times for a judging cannabis kit. Uh, Follow us on all of the socials. Please vote for us for the uh, MJs. And uh, if you do know Ali, please slide into Mary Jane's DMs with a little bit of a way way to get some access to say hi to Ali. Snack. (laughs) Um, At Weed and Grub on on everything, IG, YouTube, all the places. Uh, Email us at wgweedandgrub.com. And... uh, We love you guys. Fucking love you. Bye, everyone. Bye.